0: Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 123 for March 18th, 2015. The website is KlezmerPodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at KlezmerPodcast.com. You can also follow Klezmer Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Last.fm, Pinterest, and you can also find the Klezmer Podcast monthly playlist on Spotify. My guest on this episode is Zisel Slepovich of the band lead Votkus, based in Brooklyn, New York. They have a new album out entitled Reisen, the music of Jewish Belarus. Zisel is originally from Minsk, Belarus, and brings that style of klezmer music to Brooklyn. He's an excellent clarinet player, singer, musicologist, and Yiddishist, and has been very active in the New York music scene. So here is my interview with Zisel Slapovich. This was recorded on October 20th, 2014. Hi, this is Keith with Klesmer Podcast. And on the other end of my Skype today, I have uh, Zesel Slapovich from uh, Brooklyn, I believe. Yes. Uh, okay. Ziesel, w- welcome to Klezmer Podcast uh, finally yeah. after all these years.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Keith. Thanks for hosting me.
0: Uh, We've been uh, friends for many years at Clubs Canada, and our paths seem to always nearly meet, and then not not quite.
1: That's right. Now it's a good time to finally do it.
0: (laughs) And we're uh, celebrating the release of your new album from your band, uh, Litvakus. I hope I said that correctly. Yeah,
1: Litvakus. Litvakus. Litvakus.
0: Okay. Okay. why don't you tell me a little bit about your music background and uh, how you came to form your band.
1: Well I'm a, you know I come from the classical world. I'm a classically trained musician, pianist, clarinetist, musicologist uh, but you know early in my days I um, I got into Jewish music studies as an academic and as a performer as well uh, st- while still living in Belarus. Uh, you know, I have to probably make this clear that uh, I've been only six years in in the United States in New York um, coming from Minsk belarus, so I've been doing that all my conscious life let's put it this way and I was you know having come to to the new country to New York, I was very fortunate to have met a lot of people you know whom I really value a lot whom I appreciate a lot and uh, been working with them together so uh, you know, having got my first job in the pit of the National Yiddish Theatre Volksbühne having been invited by Zalman Lotok, I met my future bandmates there, you know, and uh, the remaining two, though know, someone have, has emigrated since then, moved to Europe, you know uh but uh the other two founding members of the band are Taylor Berg and Chrisman, um who's also the bass player in Gollum. Uh, and uh, Joshua Camp, who's the uh, founding member of Chicha Libre and One Ring 0 the two other uh, pretty famous bands. Uh, and we've been playing together, and then we acquired a drum player. It's Sam Weisenberg, uh, who also, together with his brother, Joey Weisenberg, they make drums or poiks in Yiddish. And uh, the wonderful violinist, uh, who's also got name in uh, on no, the field of Americana, uh, Craig Yudelman. So, this, we are a quintet, a five-piece band, and, uh, you know, we, we're essentially what we're playing is, um, uh, traditional Eastern European music, uh, but, you know, just, uh, we, do, we play it as we feel it, although we, we know quite a bit about it. Um, and, um, uh, I throw in a lot of my originals too, both songs in Yiddish, so I write in Yiddish. Uh, I also teach Yiddish in, in, um, in several institutions uh and uh you know and we we take it from there you know we we play it as modern music, i th- believe as many of uh you know of the other- other klezmer musicians or world music world music musicians do like you know we we use it we we're not very orthodox uh and you now we we're basing our creative work on the litvok music, hence our name, so I was very fortunate to discover um you know, a whole, um, you know, layer, a whole slew of pieces uh, that re- relate to the Litvak-Jewish community uh, geographically. That is Belarus, the, the now Belarus, Lithuania, Latvia, eastern, northeastern Poland. Uh, and, you know, that is stylistically something quite different from what's been popularized as klezmer music. Uh, and it's so much fun to play and to do, Um you know, it's hard to describe in two words. Genre-wise, you know, these will be the genres that anybody else would play in that area, like polkas, Ankara Karahods, uh, all the circle dances, but also just explicitly Jewish genres like Cher, uh, what they would play everywhere else. Um, but that's more about style, you know, like Ernst Kurtz, the distinguished German musicologist, used to say in write, rather in 1930s, music is not in the tones, it's in between them so you now it's worth listening probably <laughs> we're very happy to present our new cd really it's you now we've been working on it for 4 years probably and we're very happy that it's happening and that we can present our work uh you know to to the world
0: yeah so uh tell me the title because i will probably not say it correctly also right the
1: title is reisen reisen uh it means uh, essentially Belarus or Jewish Lita, Jewish Lithuania. Belarus is part of it in Yiddish, in colloquial Yiddish. I And mean, uh, someone might just, you know, say, "I'm sorry, you know, officially in Yiddish, Belarus is L- Vice Rusland." But uh, you know, in nobody would say that. Uh, ich bin von ich komme Vice Rusland. You know, that sounds too. Uh, pompous and official. I'm, I'm, I'm the, like, almost like I'm, I'm the local. I'm probably right,
0: here. like we would say we're from the States, we don't say we're from the United States of America.
1: Exactly, exactly. But also, I mean, uh, in, given today's reality, like I, I avoid using uh, Vice-Russland in any of its iterations in any language, like swedish Vitrusland or German-Vice-Russland, because it's essentially it's a colonial name, uh, White Russia. You know, it was introduced by Catherine the Great, the German empress that ruled Russia in the 18th century. Uh, so, it's like, you know, now it's an independent country, however independent or not it is. So, it is, I, I rather say Belarus, and in Yiddish I say Belarusish. Anyways, the title of the city is Reisen, and it comes uh, from a poem, from a series of poems, an epic, really, uh, by the Yiddish poet Moishe Kulbak, who was born in Smarhon, in the now Belarus. Uh, it used to be Poland, uh, between the wars, uh, and, um, he wrote this epic, you know, which is a manifesto of his love to his homeland, you know, and this city is such as well. Um, you know, it's a description of not just the land, but the, its people, both Jews and Belarusians and Poles, you know, whoever lived there and, you know, not in, uh, you no know, f- you know, flag wa- flag waving reality but a, a real life reality when people really coexisted you know long together peacefully and, and you know otherwise and just long before uh the world had learned what coexistence is that that's the, one of the most amazing things about that
0: right and i was listening uh, to it a little bit earlier uh, before we uh you know contacted here and I know I've mentioned to you earlier about my interest in the music from this region because my family originated uh, from this region as well. But I was yes. really never aware of the style of music that that comes from this area, because when when you think of klezmer, we you know it's kind of a, a, a catch-all for for music from Eastern Europe in general, and not very necessarily. Localized to any particular area, uh, right. although a right. lot of people are playing regional music, and and you know it's all known as klezmer because we don't know what really else to call it here in America. But this music oh, is and, and different, and it, and it from is
1: and it is klezmer. It is klezmer.
0: Yes, yes. But uh, this is specific, you know, f- to the region. Yeah. But, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: You know, I, probably there, I don't know if they call this music klezmer or or, or what what they refer to it, but it's uh different from other music that i've heard and most of the music on the album i, I am not familiar with and i know the uh, Kuala you, you you have that on there and that's pretty much the only one that i think i've heard before uh of course your originals but uh i'm still fascinated by the by this music because the the slower tunes are, are uh very soulful and the the faster tunes are, are very fun to listen to. So it's a completely different repertoire from uh, anything I've heard previously. Oh, thank you, Keith. Uh,
1: but, you know, essentially it remains Jewish. It just, as you rightfully said, it absorbs, uh, you know, uh, the flavor uh, of the land where it was born and where it emerged. Uh, so obviously, you know, it, it absorbs a lot of this local belarusian tradition which itself is very underappreciated and underrepresented on 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 the world music scene and it is so also very sadly in belarus itself so that's that's a separate question uh so you know what i what i want to say is we, we're not instilling like you know a, a new d- doctrine like this is the way they played Forever in Belarus, and there is no other way. That's not true. Uh, this is a way. This is my vision. This is our vision of our quintet uh, of this music. It's not a fantasy, but it's a an, an one of the angles. I mean, it was very multifaceted, and you know, I, I always you know um, tried to get away from any orthodoxy, any like black and white picture. You know, when I'm talking about ethnography and culture because it, it, it was very different even if you travel just you know a few dozen miles from one place to another it, it became different and the ways people sang was different I just want to give you one example uh, uh, the one song I sing there is a Hasidic Belarusian song which is also known in uh, Russian-Ukrainian or Ruthenian variant um, Batska Batska or Father Father which is a Hasidic, Hasidic uh, manifesto of faith and hope for the, you know, the uh, rebuilding the temple, Jerusalem. Uh, so, I, uh, uh, there, you know, I, I sometimes I go a little bit off the pitch deliberately, you know, and when I go there, and there's a Belarusian song, Haika Zadoka Haika the Jewish Girl, I go, you know, slightly off the pitch, like quarter tone, there, there. I do it deliberately. I didn't count that quarter tone, but that's, you know, when you know the tradition, when you heard it many times from people performing it, and I'm, I'm very, you know, humbled and fortunate to say I was, uh, you feel that's the way to do it. So what, what I'm saying that a lot of my colleagues and professors in, back in Minsk were testifying that people would sing even the same motive, the same song, quite differently intonation-wise in the evening time and in the morning, uh, depending, you know, on the, on the position of the sun, and that would be consistent. So consistently sung higher, sharper in the evening and lower in the morning or vice versa. So there are many nuances and very subtleties about folk performance that we should be aware of. Uh, so that, that's an important detail about it. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm saying exactly what you said. Listen to this music and have fun. And you know, be inspired and have fun with it and dance to it and sing it. That's all it's about really.
0: Well said, yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, very inspiring music. And I, I was re- looking through the, uh, the the liner notes also, and you've done a tremendous amount of research to get to the the origin of these tunes uh, back even to the 1930s or, or earlier.
1: Well, I was very fortunate to have discovered during, during my, you know... Uh, research trips uh, when I was still living in Europe in, in Belarus, I was very fortunate to discover uh, a few collections, the most important of which was Sofia Magid's collection uh, that is can be found in the Pushkinsky Dom, the Pushkin House, which is the Institute for of Russian Literature in St. Petersburg and to notate uh, dozens of tunes there. Um, so that became an important base of my for my future uh both scholarly and artistic endeavors um and also a lot of uh you know publications that I found in Belarusian archives there there was a a Jewish sect- section um a part of the in Belarusian cult- uh, Institute of Belarusian Culture which which only existed until 1929 and it was liquidated by Stalin or the, the same thing existed in Kiev, uh, the Institute of Ukrainian Culture, and that's where Ber- Moisei Beregovski worked in the Cabinet of Jewish Music. So uh, they they published uh, Zeitung, they, they published a few periodicals there, and there was an ethnographic commission. And the, you know the evidences are very scarce these days. A lot of sources were destroyed purposefully or not. Throughout this de- decades, so uh, what decades, so, so I'm saying I was very fortunate to, to have discovered a lot of those sources, including that Hasidic song uh, that Belarusian variant. It is referred to a few researchers, but I was really f- able to find it in this uh, Belarusian historic archives um, so that and also my fieldwork, together with my late professor and research partner, uh, Dr. Nina Stepanska, Oliver Sholem, with whom we did a lot of our field work and archive trips to Saint Petersburg, to Vilnius, you know, and 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 even in Minsk. So yeah, you know, it's about working on this theme, you know, for many years, but also being very lucky and meeting you know right people in right places.
0: Right, and even your uh, original pieces on here, the Ziesel share and the Khrystain Volach. Uh, well yeah, sound I mean, the same as these other pieces
1: that that's exactly the idea you know to to show that we uh, we continue the tradition and by we i both mean my band but also the whole i'm not the only one who does that you know we speak of uh, you know a lot of my colleagues on the on the contemporary Klezmer scene talk about mark kovnatsky michael winograd you no, know, Frank London, talk about just anyone who is deeply involved in into this and you know, we a lot of us compose our tunes that kind of continue the tradition because we we you know I fearlessly speak for us all here we We really belong to this tradition and because you no know, tradition is r- relaying you know as if we go back to the original meaning of the latin word it's relaying it's passing on and it's developing in some sense so I know I went for it, and I feel I felt like doing it and in one of the tracks I just you know combined a traditional piece and my original piece, and that's the very intention you know to to be part of that tradition and to to keep it alive by that by you know, by the virtue of that
0: well, I congratulate you that on that and i I hope uh you'll be continuing to to compose more more tunes like this because uh with with the like you said, with the, so much of the repertoire being lost uh, over the years in one form or another, it, it's a, a great thing to be able to uh, sort of recreate a lot of these uh, styles through uh, new co- new compositions and new work. So it, you know, I really uh, congratulate you on that. It's terrific.
1: Thank you. You know, and the, one of the most precious thing to me, uh, situations we rather say, is when we go out and play. You know, uh, at a wedding, at a wedding, or in a in a com- any you know, communal event, at, you know, Brooklyn or New York clubs, for you know, just random people who randomly enjoy and dance to this music. That's the most precious experience. It means that this music is alive. You know, it actually functions and it it works in its original function or functions. You know, that that that's the most amazing moment that. I, I acknowledge and my colleagues, my fellow musicians acknowledge and it makes us very happy.
0: Right, exactly. So it it keeps the music alive, keeps it fresh and hopefully will bring new listeners and a new new audience uh to appreciate this and not just in a historical context but like you say, you know, going and dancing and and seeing it in the clubs and making it relevant to uh, you know, people today.
1: Absolutely. Uh, what I also wanted to mention was the cover art of our album. It is very, very special, and you know it's uh, connected to my family story as well. Uh, that's the, the painting on the cover. Is that by Boris Zaborov, who's a world famous artist, visual artist, uh, based in Paris, France. And he, he, just like myself, he comes from Minsk, Belarus. But then back then it was USSR. He was literally forced to emigrate in 1979, uh, and he had worked together with my mother as she was translating Oscar Wilde's fairy tales into Belarusian. That was a beautifully published book, and that was his last work in the USSR. And you know, I just reconnected with him because he was always, always a family legend to me. Um, you know, and um, he graciously donated. Uh, the right to use his artwork his beautiful landscape uh, on the uh, you know that's a bit, very Belarusian landscape to me um, on the cover of our city and we had a also a wonderful musician and uh, art designer Ilusha Tsinadze here in Brooklyn you know work on it and embed it into a really beautiful uh, packaging you know, and cover so that that that's an inter- in- integrate part of, of of this album. It's re- it really works together. It, it was intended so. So I'm really thankful to to Mr. Zabarov for donating us, us his artwork.
0: Yes, I was going to mention uh, particularly the the, the artwork uh, looks fabulous and it it gives a, a good feeling of of being in the small town in in the Belarus area. So yeah, it, it uh, fits perfectly. And another thing I wanted to mention was um the really great uh engineering on this album. I listen on my on my big uh stereo system and it sounds beautiful. I I have to tell you.
1: Thank you. I can I cannot but mention at this point Alex Riaboy, who is a co-producer of this record and who you know who and you know, we we got very lucky I man. He he's a graduate student at NYU New York University and he got us you know into a top notch studio free of charge which dramatically decreased our expenses and you know the money we had to raise to record this CD so you know Alex Raboy is really you know a master musician and composer by the way we're working together with him on a children's musical uh, based on the Driz's Yiddish poetry translated into English so that's up for the next year uh so we we are working as co-composers on that, and you know, wor- working on that, he's offered me this you know opportunity, which, which I could not say no to. And you know, he's a very sensitive musician and sound engineer, and very I'm very happy that he did it. And then Don Godwin, who's also a tuba player, the Ra- Raya Brass Band, or Balkan music fellow musician, math- did the mastering. So I got a dream team, in other words, and I'm very happy with this dream team. You know, we and we got the support from. Center for Traditional Music and Dance, and Peter Ryszewski, Ethel Reim, and you know, and, and you know, and National Yiddish Theater Folksbiene is a collaborator. We're presenting this at the Center for Jewish History at YIVO. You know, what what else can you wish for, really? You know, it's I'm very very happy that the work that we invested four years of our lives into, you know, is being presented in at such you know a great level and makes us feel very thankful and and happy.
0: No, very good so uh if people want to find out more out about the uh, Litvakus or uh, just find visit your our album. website
1: please visit our website litvakus.com, and you know or, you know, sign up for a mailing list uh, I mean join our mailing list and go to our facebook twitter and whatever we'll have all that stuff uh, and you know we hope to release more albums and more frequently than you know this past five years
0: terrific and uh your live performances are uh, the schedule, touring schedules uh, on your site as well?
1: Yes, absolutely. And we, we run that on our website. We invite people via uh, mail, mailing list and Facebook. So if there's any anything important and interesting and just local or international coming up, we'll certainly let
0: you know. Fantastic. All right. Well, th- thank you so much for uh, taking uh, the few minutes to... Uh, Speak with me today. It's hey, been thanks so much, Keith. Thanks for running too. this wonderful
1: podcast. I'm enjoying listening to it every time. I'm hyped and excited to be on it right
0: now. Oh, thank you very much. I, I, I see the music police are after us there. Right, <laughs> <laughs> the Clumber police, I should say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but right. uh, that that, like I say, that's the way we know you're really in New York.
1: Right. It was right. the
0: siren <laughs> in the background?
1: Right. Right.
0: <laughs> so... Very good. Well, thank you, uh, Zizel Slepovich, uh, once again, for uh, being on the podcast. We look forward to uh, being able to share your music with uh, everyone around the world. And uh, once again, uh, the full title, Reisen, the Music of Jewish Belarus. So thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll look forward to keeping in touch and uh, keep up with your activities. My name is
1: Jonathan Feldman from the band Zabrina, and you are listening to klezmerpodcast.com.
0: All right, I'm back. That was my interview with Zisel Slapovich of the band Ludvatkus. And we heard the track Zizel's Cher and Karahod from their album Reisen: the music of Jewish Belarus. Again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band who would like to appear or have your music played on the podcast, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you'd like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. Again, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 123. Thanks for listening. Stay subscribed. Please tell your friends... And until next time, bye for now.